0: Welcome to the Dividend Cafe, weekly market commentary focused on dividends in your portfolio and dividends in your understanding of economic life. Hello and welcome to today's COVID and Markets podcast brought to you by the Dividend Cafe of the Bonson Group. We had our third day in a row of a sell-off in the market, again, primarily led by the tech sector and the NASDAQ. NASDAQ was down over 4%, the Dow was down just over 2%, S&P somewhere in between. Uh, the Dow's down 1,600 points since the middle of last week, which is about half of the percentage drop that the NASDAQ has seen. The NASDAQ is now down uh, 10% since its high of last Wednesday. And keep in mind, of course, yesterday, Labor Day was a holiday. So... Um, you, you definitely are getting a bit of a tech correction. I just want to remind everyone that the NASDAQ is still up 55% from its March uh, bottom and still up 21% year to date. So you can either look at this as still kind of encouraging sign of strength, or you can look at it that there's an awful lot of room to go still. All kind of depends on your perspective. I'll have more on this kind of growth tech versus value sort of discussion here in a moment. Let me get into the COVID stuff and, and uh, then we'll go around the horn. Kind of a lot to chew on today. Um, look, there, Labor Day report, there were only about 25,000 new cases yesterday. And uh, so you could chalk some of that up to Labor Day reporting issues um, but then even today here, uh, it's looking, I don't have the final number yet, but it's looking to be um, quite, quite low again. And so there's no question that the case reporting ha- has definitely dropped. In, in terms of the seven-day moving average, it hasn't dropped a ton, but it's moving slowly. Um, and, and on a, you know, per day new case level, it's the lowest, it's been quite some time. The bigger issue to me though, is just the positivity rate continues to drop. And I'm not sure how that can happen. And the folks that are concerned about lower testing levels can stay concerned. It would seem to me at one point, at some point, the lower positivity rate is sort of telling you why the testing rate is going lower. That is there's less people that are infected with the virus. and and of course less symptomatic, and then of course with the R T rate, the so-called reproduction rate dropping as well, then you have less infectiousness, and and so I think it puts that it puts a little bit less of that burden on the on the testing side, but I do understand as well that you want enough data to be able to confidently say so. So we'll continue to kind of watch all that. Um. But let's see here. Where else do we want to go with this? Um, daily mortalities on a seven-day rolling average are down 12% from the week prior, and they're down 22% from a month ago. So we're, we're well past that moment of, um, yes, cases are dropping and hospitalizations are dropping, but the deaths are still going to be picking way up. That didn't happen, and it's not going to happen based on the data that we, we now have. Um, I put a chart up at covidmarkets.com showing you straight from the CDC website all of the COVID-like illnesses that have proven to me from my analysis to be the best leading indicator of various other metrics, whether it be hospitalizations or ICU or mortalities. And you look at the kind of um, collapse, really, since the middle of July and people going to emergency rooms with shortness of breath or pneumonia or flu-like symptoms or things of that nature. So really good stat there. Speaking of flu-like, did you know, I just am sharing this anecdotally, I didn't know. Sweden had more deaths from the flu in certain months in 1993 and in the year 2000 than they did from COVID in the months of 2020. Um, Interesting. The leaders of all nine major pharma companies that are engaged in various vaccine efforts and a public letter vowing to take no shortcuts in route to a COVID vaccine. So there's a whole lot of politicking and stuff going on about this and that, and I don't really have much else to say about it. Speaking of which, AstraZeneca, uh, leading sponsor in this University of Oxford study, came out today and said they're delaying some of their um, vaccine trials in the States uh, on the possibility of an adverse reaction to. One participant um, in Europe. So they're waiting to get more information. They haven't provided a lot of details on that yet. I have an updated chart from Dr. Bostom on the um COVID cases on college campuses, now up to twenty-six thousand alleged positives, and it has the actual data of what's been reported as positive cases across each reporting university. And it's 25,941 and uh, accompanied by zero reported hospitalization. Zero. Okay. Um, Let's see here. In terms of Florida, eighteen hundred cases reported today. Eighteen hundred cases reported Monday Labor Day. Twenty six hundred on Sunday. Uh, So you're really looking now at around twenty percent of the case growth that they were experiencing about a month ago. Uh, In California, the positivity rate in the whole state today was 2.4%. The two-day average is at 2.6%. That's obviously, um, you know, less than half of the national average. Uh, They did move on the state website, Orange County, into the red category, which is downgraded from the purple category. In case you don't know, purple is considered worse than red. But Orange County has to hold red for two weeks before it means anything, so we'll just sit tight. Um, You may have read a lot, heard a lot, about the motorcycle rally and things in South Dakota. Uh, There are currently less than 70 COVID patients in the hospital in the entire state of South Dakota. 70? Um, I didn't know that. So I just found that out today and thought I'd share it with you. Um, It will be interesting if a return to work dynamic will picks up in Manhattan. Um, you know, I've been here off and on for a couple months and seen a very slight pickup, and now you have some schools that have restarted, and, uh, you know, I expected a Labor Day would uh, begin to, you know, be a, a milestone day, and then uh, uh, schools are scheduled to start up again September 21 um, citywide. Uh, but I did read this morning that J- uh, the largest financial employer in the city is... Um, now asking, they were supposedly around 25% of their investment bankers and deal teams that they had back in the office. They're upping that to 50%. So it would be curious to see if you see more white collar jobs coming back into work and what the economic impact on that will be. On the stock market front, um, the trend line, this is a very important chart in, in COVID covidmarkets.com markets.com today. Just so you can see the violence of the move higher in so-called growth's outperformance over so-called value in the last few months. It had been outperforming for many, many years on a certain trend line. There were a couple years where value had really outperformed growth, um, 2016, 2012, and this is all in the chart, but then you just got this sort of hockey stick move higher. And so I think that to kind of get a look what a reversion of the mean may entail. The chart is really helpful. I encourage you to look at it. No new news on a skinny stimulus deal other than just that the U.S. Senate. GOP majority is still working to piece together their 51 votes. Um, I continue to be really focused on, from a policy standpoint, where some of this China talks may go. I don't think the market has really thought about it much. On the oil and energy front, I'm seeing a total sprint for drilling permits on federal land from many oil producers, New Mexico, West Texas, Oklahoma, uh, in advance of the election and fear that there may end up being a ban on drilling permits granted on federal land post-election. WTI crude, by the way, has come down to about $37 a barrel. It had been in the low 40s a week and a half ago or so, so it's had a little stint uh, due to the downside. On the housing front, we know interest rates being lower, uh, suburban demand um, have all kind of been a boom for housing prices. I think right now, some of the factors that are most certainly due to provide a diminishing return are are up against the supply-demand imbalance. You just cannot balance the market without more supply, and I think that lower inventory serves as a uh, bit up for house prices. Now, I do not say that as a bullish thing, because I've never been one who thinks that um, unaffordable housing is a good thing for the economy. Uh, it's a good thing for people who are selling their home. Um, but I think that ultimately, getting a balanced and organically healthy market where prices reflect natural supply and demand trade-offs is a good thing. And right now, I think that that inventory is very low. And uh, there's a really good chart at COVID markets on that as well. Uh, big pickup in TSA, Traveler. When I say big, uh, we still are not even you know 50% recovered, but we're getting there. And certainly in this last week, had the biggest move higher and what has sort of gyrated slowly but surely up as far as TSA, actual Traveler count since late May. Uh, we've made big progress and we have our biggest week to the upside last week that we've had. Presumably people heading back from wherever they were for summer. Um, uh, maybe back to school, back to work, things like that. So uh, that's the lay of the land here in COVID and markets. We'll have another report for you on Thursday. Please reach out with any questions. Um, and we're going to continue to try to provide all the data we can. I've been pretty clear. I think the narrative I expect next is going to be around college campuses. But so far, it's not just that we're not getting a lot of hospitalizations out uh, of Kids going back to college, or getting none, so I don't see what they do with that. Okay, thanks for listening to COVID and markets at the Dividend Capital. The Bonson Group is a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities LLC member FINRA and SIPC and with Hightower Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities LLC, advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors LLC.